This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast, broadcasting live on Facebook Live. Uh, That's right, we're not on YouTube tonight, we're not on Phantom Empire, we are broadcasting right here on our primary Facebook page. I'm Zach, as you can see, this is Ben, and uh, we've got a really interesting episode for you guys tonight. Mostly because very interesting. Mostly because Ben came up with this idea like two or three weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, let's roll with it, let's see what happens. And, uh, you know, some of you guys were able to roll with it. Some of you, maybe you had to kind of go look it up online or wait for other people to comment like I did. Um, Let's just be honest here. I think I may have come up with the worst top five topic in IPC history. Not Not the worst, just one of the more complicated ones. This one was a thinker. A lot of times we got like two like good submissions on our public Facebook pages. <laughs> well, like that's a record for like uh, the lowest amount you ever thing. And look, I I was I, I'm looking forward to doing this because you know I I was excited about this topic and we did get a good some good submissions from from our hangout, so that's great. Um, but I when I sat down to like do my list, I'm like, wow, this is really hard. Yeah, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was driving around uh, for work today, and I was sitting here going, huh, well, I know for sure this will be my number one, and this will probably be my number two, but what about the other three? Here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I think a lot of times we don't necessarily think too much about what could have been. We just tend to focus on what is. And so when people ask, who are your top five villains, like we've done in years past, it's very easy to come up with those, because those are villains that exist. And, you know, for, for like, who are your, what are, what are your top five Pixar movies? We didn't have to, like, think about what are the top five Pixar movies that never happened that we wish did happen. You know, it's it's very existential, and it's very subjective. And so it made for a really, really tough topic to cover because like jesse said in the chat made me think hard um stevens in the chat says i had to sleep on it so you you know you know that you made it a tough topic when shinder is saying i had to sleep on this topic like there there are some topics in the past that like i think you would feel better about them if you did research or whatever else this one straight up required research. This one straight up required you to sit down and go like, uh, okay, I have to see what the options are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because and I had a, I had like a few in my head, but then I have to remember them. And so to remember them, I had to go do some research to remember mm-hmm. them. And then, and then I still didn't have five. Right. And, and luckily we had some people that were like doing the assist move and, and like actually providing 
a link with like unaired movies and like unfinished movies and I was like, okay, there's actually a lot more here than I thought there would be. So let's uh let's take a look, see at at, at what those would be. And uh I was I was pretty overwhelmed. So Jesse said he had three figured out and then had to Google for a list of movies that never happened. For those of you that didn't see the prompt, that is our show tonight. Our show tonight is talking about the top five movies that never aired, but we wish that they had. And so, so yeah, examples of that would probably be like, like I'm just going to go ahead and give my honorable mention to give people an example. My, my <laughs> honorable mention was Lord and Miller's version of Solo. You yeah. know, we, we got a solo version thanks to Ron Howard, and it was fantastic. It was so fun to watch. But I can't help but wonder what Lord and Miller could have done with their film if they'd been allowed to continue. What would it have looked like? What would it have been like? And then there are movies like from the Alien franchise, from the Star Wars universe. There are superhero movies that never made it that were, you know, on the cutting room floor. Nicolas Cage's Superman comes to mind. You know, there there were there were plenty of things like that out there, but I tend to focus so much on, you know, Avengers Infinity War. I tend to focus on The Force Awakens, like all of the great things that actually did happen. And so to think about the what could have been was very existential and introspective for me and it was it was kind of tough so for those of you in the chat try and come up with five movies and we'll read them here live on facebook come up with five movies that you wish had been made and that'll be our segment for basically this whole evening yeah and so like this can it can mean literally anything it could be you know a sequel that was announced but then canceled it could be a movie that was rumored that you th- we thought was going to happen, that it didn't happen. And maybe it never was going to happen, but still you wanted it to happen because it sounded good. And then there's others where, like, I don't even want to – I'm glad they didn't make that movie, but I'm still, like, interested in, like, out of morbid curiosity to see this movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good way to put it. it you know, you know, it could have been. So um, it's going to be interesting. There's some great choices. I tried to – I pulled some out that um, I'm happy to say no one else mentioned in their list. Ooh. So uh, I'm, I had a couple I'm sitting on for a while that uh, I'm very much looking forward to sharing, um, and there were some good some good submissions tonight. So even when we get, didn't get as many as we normally get, um, the lists we got were really great. So I'm looking forward to getting into them. Sometimes it's about quantity. Sometimes it's about quality. And exactly. I, I think we got some pretty good quality tonight, starting with our patrons. We've got some people that financially contribute to the show that help make sure that it keeps going. And uh, Jesse Bennett, who's in the chat tonight, is one of our one of our top patrons um, he actually just resubscribed to the $12 um, sponsorship tier on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash IPC podcast if you want to see all the tiers. It starts as low as like $2 US per month and can go as high up as like 12 or 20 or something like that. And, um, you know, it's really, really affordable and it gets your product out there to a lot of people for a very, very little. So uh, thank you, Jesse, for contributing. He says, this one took some thinking and Googling to assist. Great top five topic, he says. At number five, X-Men Origins Gambit. Number four, Justice League by George Miller. Number three, Amazing Spider-Man 3. Number two, Gladiator 2. And number one, a Power Rangers sequel. For reference, Gambit, I remember hearing about this after the success of Origins Wolverine. If I remember properly, it was going to be its own line of movies, i.e. Origins Storm, Origins Cyclops, etc. 
I'm speaking of the reboot Power Rangers that we got in the last decade. Don't exactly remember what it was. I think it's 2018, I'm guessing. I was part of a small group that really enjoyed it and was excited for the sequel. So that's a, that's a good way to kick things off because I, I think Gambit gets mentioned more than once. And quite honestly, I forgot that was even a thing. That was one that was talked about so much for so many years. And I think it was just recently that Channing Tatum came out and said, yeah, yeah, they were we were going to happen. And then it didn't. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he was really bummed about it. Um, right. Feel feel bad for him, truly. Um, but, yeah, it was talked about for a very long time. And obviously that it was going to be attached to the old X-Men universe. Um, and. That's not as vibrant as it used to be. Kind of, kind of defunct now. Kind of being uh, folded over seemingly into the MCU. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I don't know. It, it is one of those movies. Like, hey, you know, it could have happened, but it didn't. You know, what, what, what could have happened? Steven says Power Rangers was actually in 2017. Thank you for clarifying, dude. There was a lot that happened in like that 2017, 2018 period both cinematically and uh, just in my life in general. So uh, that stuff's kind of a blur for me. But yeah, I I vaguely remember a a Gambit movie being in production because I I used to work at a summer camp where uh, you all had nicknames. I don't know if anybody still like follows me from my nickname days, but back in the day, uh, my nickname was Sharkbait, like from the movie Finding Nemo. And it was even my middle name on Facebook for a while. That's because I worked at a summer camp where everybody used nicknames and my nickname was Sharkbait. There was a counselor there who had the nickname Gambit, and he was so excited about the Gambit movie, like so ready for it to happen. And I was like, this is a dude that throws cards like they're ninja stars. How can you get excited about this? And he's like, I just am, dude. I, I read the comics. I'm excited for it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Glad for you, but I really don't care. <laughs> and uh, I guess it, <laughs> I guess it slipped by me enough that I really did stop caring. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's one of the many that are like just become famous slash infamous in the in the, you know, the whole territory here. Yep. And that's part of what we get to cover tonight, which is pretty exciting. So uh, thanks, Jesse. And then uh, he he isn't like on the Patreon, but I mean, let's be honest, this dude does more behind the scenes for IPC than uh, just about anybody. I mean, Ben does the editing for the episode, so you get to hear it on your podcatcher. But as far as live production goes, uh, our buddy Sean covers a lot of the of the bulk there. And uh, he's moving, which is why we're not on Phantom Empire this week. Uh, he, just oh. doesn't, he just doesn't have the equipment set up. And so um, hopefully we'll be back in action on Phantom Empire in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, we were able to scrape something together and make do with, with what we've got tonight. And now we've got a, a generic frame that we can use over and over again for the next time something like this pops up. So uh, it's it's all good. But... Um, Sean also sent us a top five that we're going to include in the top billing. If you want to become a patron of IPC, you get top billing for every top five discussion we do. And we do a lot of them. So if you want to be guaranteed to hear your list on the show, then uh, consider joining at patreon.com slash IPC podcast. Indeed. Um, Shall I read Sean's list? Yeah, by all means. Okay. So he says... In no particular order. Mm-hmm. I'll let it slide because he's in, a producer, okay? In no particular order. Um, uh, Thomas Jane Punisher sequel, The Amazing Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 4, 
Star Wars Duel of the Fates and Halloween, Halloween Returns. Um, interestingly enough, Spider-Man 4 and Amazing Spider-Man 3 were the two things that have been talked about ad nauseum these past few months because of what happened with No Way Home. And it got me thinking. Wow, my voice. <laughs> it got me thinking. It got me thinking. Wow, I've ne- that was weird. I wish I could actually recreate that. My voice it went to a weird me, octave there. got me thinking um, that I sound like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> what up, Doc? Wow. Um... So uh, those two movies, those like people are like rallying, like make Amazing Spider-Man, bring, you know, bring Toby, bring Andrew back, mm-hmm. um, which like I fully support. I think that would be great. Um, but uh, those kind of like those campaigns kind of inspire me to like, OK, there's all these movies that are kind of in the wind that we never saw, that never really happened. They may never happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of them out there that people want. Um, so why don't, why don't I do an episode on it? And here we are. Yep. Here we are. And uh, spoiler alert, um, there's there's some stuff on that list that could end up on my list as well. Just mm-hmm. no, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see one that. Of, uh, one of our other patrons, Din Grievous, uh, he's been on episodes talking about dinosaurs with us before, and he's yeah. actually been egging us on to do a Camp Cretaceous Season 4 discussion, which I don't even know when the hell we're going to have time for that because we got so many other things to talk about. I got to watch that show first. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Season 4 of Camp Cretaceous like two weeks before we discuss Dominion. How about that? <laughs> like at this at this rate, that's about the pace it's going to take. Um, but he sent us a list, and this one actually did have uh, numeration attached to it. At number five, he's got Newt, which I don't even know what that is. It sounds like a. Yeah, I'm looking that. I'm looking that up. Sounds like see. it sounds like a nature movie. At number four, The Trench, which is a DC horror movie. At number three, Batman Unchained. At number two, Spider-Man 4, and at number one, Duel of the Fates. So, um, Newt is a proposed Pixar movie that never came to be. Would have been the studio's 14th feature film. Newt. Uh, Written by Gary Rydstrom and Leslie Caven, directed by Gary Rydstrom, um, produced by John Lasseter, music by Michael Giacchino. I don't know what happened to this thing. Pixar's Newt. I I really, you know what? I bet it was like in a similar style of the Good Dinosaur, and after the Good Dinosaur flopped, they just abandoned the project. That's possible. It's possible. And as the as as you would think, it's I think it's about a Newt, a Newt lizard. So uh... yeah, it's it's not about <laughs> it's not about Newt Scamander. That's that was my first thought when when he said Newt. I was like, wait a second, we've got like two Newt Scamander movies with a third one on its way. What are you talking about, son? But uh, no, Pixar's Newt. That's uh, that's that's very interesting. So very interesting. It's a, it's a good list, Dan. Thanks for sending that in. Stephen keeping the chat alive for us tonight. Um, he says uh, did a delayed replay episode on this actually. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Halloween Returns was going to be an alternate Halloween two, picking up right after the original, but then the 2018 film became the thing that they did instead. Interesting. Cool. Very, very interesting. All right, let's head over to the Intergalactic Peace Hangout. We've got some people there that uh, submitted some stuff when you finally did roll call and people actually started replying to <laughs> us. I've done that on uh, on the IPC Twitter page before where I'm like, hey, you've sent us fives before. Send us another one, please. Um, 
Daniel Daniel Sotir just says, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man four. Hashtag make Raimi Spider Man four. Um There you go. Hard to disagree with that. Um our friend Robin's got some interesting stuff from the Stargate universe, including Revolution, the third follow-up to the film Stargate SG-1, and then Extinction, which is the follow-up film to Stargate Atlantis. So I'm assuming that's like the serenity to uh, to the Stargate universe. You know, Firefly finished before you got everything wrapped up, so they made Serenity, and then you wrap up SG-1 or Atlantis, and you have a follow-up film to those and apparently they uh, they never got made. Number three, Ridley Scott's unmade sequels to Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Number two, Solo 2, and my co-host just got up and freaking walked away. Okay, I guess I'm carrying this the rest of the way. Number one, Star Wars Episode Nine: Duel of the Fates. And again, I feel like a lot of these are ones that we're going to be hearing from over and over again. Duel of the Fates, Solo, uh, Spider-Man 4, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3, etc., etc. But then we've got some uh, some outliers here, like from the Stargate universe. And I think that's what makes for such great uh, diversity in the submissions, is sometimes you get tropes that repeat themselves, and then sometimes you get some dark horses that you know, I never would have thought of, you know, how we had that, that episode of keep one from each row, you know, everybody was kind of limited to the confines of what my imagination came up with. I never would have come up with anything from the Stargate universe, but Robin did. So, right. Thanks for sending that in, Robin. Appreciate it. And there's, there's always people that are like tuned into, you know, any given franchise and know about, oh yeah, there's this movie that didn't happen and that thing and that series that happened. We didn't even include series. I'm sure there's like a million like TV series that were proposed and pitched and piloted oh, yeah. that never happened. Those, those get those get recorded and scrapped all the time. Like there, yeah, there's like there's so more many. turnover with like TV series than anything else in the oh, world, yeah. probably. Oh yeah, easily. <sighs> um, okay, so up next we've got our good buddy Ryan Christopher. Um, he has a little little bit of a lengthy one here. He says, uh, "This is a toughie." Growing up, we always heard of a rumored Top Gun sequel, like in the early '90s. We used to joke about Goose making a glowy, glowing Kenobi-like appearance, <laughs> but hopefully this year we got Top Gun Maverick. I forgot about Top Gun Maverick, which is actually happening. That's finally. actually a thing. More Top it's, Cruise uh, it's, because who it's doesn't? In the, it's out there where they got to release it at some point. Who doesn't want more Tom Cruise in their life? It's not like that man's in every other movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Moving on, we've got Ryan says, uh, then most recently there was supposedly a Boa Fett film in the works, but we got an epic TV series instead. I think it's a bigger win. I agree. Um, A live action uh, telling of Akira has been on and off again for the last 10 years or so and seems dead now. It's an anime classic I've loved for the last 30 years and have always been nervous about a Western live action, live adaption, but had high hopes. And I believe Taika Waititi was attached to that, I think. Um, which would have been great. Um, and then finally he says the planned sequel slash franchise for John Carter that tragically was canceled also after the absolute glory that was Tron Legacy. The chapter, the third chapter was canned, and for the life of me, I don't know why they're even making a Tron ride. So two big Disney-like franchises that should have been franchises that just didn't take off for some reason. Weird. Well... You know, Ryan, I, I'm going to comment first and foremost on Akira because if you if you take a look at you know live action 
adaptations of anime and manga, it, it traditionally does not go well. I would turn your attention over to uh, Cowboy Bebop, for starters. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that yeah. one was supposed to be supremely hyped, and, like, Netflix even added the original series uh, to their library so that people could watch and compare. And I have thoroughly enjoyed watching the original series. I have stopped watching the live stuff completely Ooh. because Ooh. it's just it's not worth my time. You know, I feel like I've mentioned this before on this podcast. I've mentioned it to my buddy Mondo, to my fiance, to my family members. I have to be choosy about what I spend my time on. And I decided I was done wasting my time on Cowboy Bebop, the live action version. Cause Life's too short. Life is too short to waste it on live action Cowboy Bebop. I'm just saying. It is fun to say Cowboy Bebop, though. Like the yeah. more the more I say it, the the more I want to keep saying it. Cowboy Bebop, a, Cowboy it's Bebop. It's fun. It's a fun little phrase and title, whatever. And it and it's a, and it's a fun show. Like it, it's like the the animated version, anyways. Okay, moving on. Um, Steven's in the chat and he sent us in uh, his traditional essay, and somehow we alternated enough where I ended up with it this week, but that's fine. <laughs> We can, we can take turns with his numbers if nah, you want. Nah, I'm just messing with you. It's all good. He <laughs> says, on delayed replay, I've done episodes of a few canceled films, including Space Jam 2 with Zach. That one was actually really fun to, to try and, and BS our way through that because I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> um, this topic's kind of up my alley. I'll give honorable mention to All-American Massacre since it's a short film directed by the uh, son of the original... Texas Chainsaw Massacre's director. It featured Bill Mosley's character Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 being interviewed in prison, showing flashbacks to him and Leatherface, played here by musician Buckethead, wreaking havoc. Is this even a sentence? Is this is this real words? This was supposed <laughs> to come out around 2000, and it seemed to get life again about a decade ago, but I guess there was just never enough funding to finish what's been filmed or get it distributed. Some of the reasoning is kind of mysterious. That's a really long honorable mention, dude. It's like your number five is half of your honorable mention. <laughs> Less number f- number five, Hellboy three. I haven't seen the reboot yet, but I'd still want to see Hellboy three. Thought the first film was okay, but I really liked the direction it was going with the second one. That is your number five. Why didn't your honorable mention sound like your number five? Okay, number four, <laughs> Hellraiser Halloween crossover. There have actually been at least a couple different pitches for this, but I think they could be combined and retrofitted to sort of fit with today. At one point, Clive Barker and John Carpenter themselves were on board to write and direct, respectively. So close. I would have loved for this to still be made while they were around, and with Doug Bradley back as Pinhead. Number three, Alien Awakening. I was split on whether to include Blomkamp's Alien 5 or this last installment of the Alien prequels. Even though Alien Covenant failed as a sequel to Prometheus, despite being kind of fine as a standalone, it still leaves a gaping gap to be filled between Covenant and the original Alien. Alien 5 would have retconned the previous sequels anyway, and I honestly feel like this uncreative trend kind of needs to die. Number two, the Predators sequel might be my favorite of the Predator films, and I'm upset that instead of continuing from there... Uh, the franchise went with the embarrassment that is the Predator afterward. 
Okay, so Predators is his favorite of the of the Predator films, and then they made The Predator and the sequel and naming convention for some of these franchises is just real weird. You it's, go from the Predators to the Predator. It's like Predators to the Predator, Alien to Aliens to Alien Squared or Scream Cube. One, Two, Three, Four, and then just Scream again. What? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if they actually titled one called Scream Again? Like <laughs> That would actually it's like, work. It's like, it's like Scream. Okay, Scream Again. Scream a third time. <laughs> Number one on Steven's list is Cyborg. This was supposed to come out sometime after Justice League, but we all know what went down. I want Ray Fisher to have his movie, uh, but of course conditions with Warner Brothers would need to be better. I did not include Solo 2 because I figured that even if we don't get a live-action version, we'll probably get it in some other medium years from now. Considering the success that there has been with these franchises on Disney+, Plus, if they can pay Alden Ehrenreich enough, I could see a Solo miniseries happening. You know, a six-episode you know, exclusive stint, kind of like what we're getting with Kenobi. I, I think it's entirely possible, and that's why Lord and Miller's Solo only made honorable mention, because I feel like the character of Han Solo is not finished exploring. No, no. I think uh, I think it'll come back eventually. You know, it just kind of takes it takes Lucasfilm a while to, like, realize, hey, people liked that thing. You know, we kind of screwed with it a little bit, but mm-hmm. people actually liked that thing. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm confident we'll see something. It may not be, like, what they originally intended, but it'll be something along the lines, maybe a series of some kind. Because Return of the Jedi came out in 82, right? 83. 83. Okay, so 83, 93, 03, 13... It only took them 39 years to do something with Boba Fett's character. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So who knows? By the time we actually get around to solo content, Alden Ehrenreich will be about as old as Harrison Ford is now. There you go. Yeah, they're just they're just aging they're him. They're just they're just, just waiting. You know, they're just, biding their time. It's it's organic Photoshop. I don't know. It's been what fifteen years, twenty years since the prequel trilogy, and now we're finally getting an Obi Wan, Kenobi, oh, you know, boy. follow up. So uh... you're making me feel old, buddy. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. So speaking of that, speaking of that, um, our buddy Din from the band F105. Um, Always love hearing from him. And he says, and I quote, easiest question ever in release order, Attack of the Clones 3D, Revenge of the Sith 3D, A New Hope 3D, Empire Strikes Back 3D, and Return of the Jedi 3D. So, uh, yeah, if you guys don't remember, they were going to re-release all the Star Wars movies in 3D, like in 2012. And then the Disney buyout happened and it didn't happen. Um, but uh, I will say, I have seen Revenge of the Sith in 3D. That thing exists. It has been released. Mm. It just hasn't been released, like, fully, like, to everyone. So uh, his his point still stands. It needs to be, like, it's out there. It just needs to be released. Uh, I think I saw it in 3D in the theaters. But I can't remember. No, you see, you see, it was not released in it, theaters. It wasn't? It okay. was released. It was shown, like, once at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, was it? Okay. I think that was it. The Phantom Menace had a wide release. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith were released 
solely at Celebration, to my knowledge. Um, and A New Hope, Empire, Jedi were not. They didn't even do get through with the conversions. They didn't even get the conversion. Interesting. So, uh, I would. I mean, they got 3D TVs now. It seemed like it would be easy just to slap them on a Blu-ray and Dude, put them out, but they haven't done that yet. People's home theaters these days are absolutely ridiculous. They are. Like, like the, the home stereo with, like, big-ass projectors and, like, these comfy leather seats and stuff. Like, who needs a theater when you've got it at home? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um... I guess I'm taking this one. I really don't know how to take this one because Jeremy's number five on his list says Zach's mom and me part two. She never called me back. What's up with that, man? What? Wait, what? What? Yeah, that, I, I'm pretty sure that's directed at me and I don't know how to take that. So I'm just going to kind of gloss over it because you, you don't want me addressing that. He's also got uh, Spider-Man 4. Dan and Dave, Knights of the Old Republic, Blomkamp's Halo, and Snyder's Justice League number two. That rounds out the rest of his list. So I'm going to pay attention to those top four and agree that I really want Justice League 2 um, to to happen, but I know it's never going to happen. So uh, it is what it is. Well, okay. So up next we've got uh, Rachel Perry. Who says uh, there's a lot of Tim Burton movies I want to see? Nightmare Before Christmas two, That's The true. Catwoman. He was even doing going to do a Jurassic Park movie. I don't think I've ever heard that story. I don't remember um, that either. Batman continues. I guess the last one I want to see is uh, Chris Var- Farley's version of Shrek. I didn't know Farley was even doing a version of Shrek. See, I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> Okay, so I know the story behind that really quick for those who don't know. Uh, Chris Farley was originally cast as Shrek in the Shrek movie. Like the that animated, was his role. The animated Shrek movies. The animated Shrek movie. Got the original. It. And something happened. He recorded some of his dialogue. I don't know if it wasn't working or whatever. And then around that time, he passed away. And mm. it never really came to be. And so they ended up getting Mike Myers to do it. Um, so that's how that came to be. I, I don't know if it wasn't because I don't know if it was like it just wasn't working and that's why they didn't do Chris Farley or it was the fact that he just maybe passed away in the middle of recording his lines and they couldn't get him to finish it. What? You can't just like go to his grave and be like, hey, uh, need you to stick to your contract, buddy. <laughs> you are contractually obligated. See, I feel like I feel like that would be something that Disney would do. Like they would just have somebody sign over the rights to their voice um and then kind of do like what they did with mark hamill's voice like matthew wood did and actually just um you know synthesize his uh the whatever voiceovers they needed left uh from from that to uh to round out the film if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I think I think we did good with with uh with good old uh Mike Myers. I mean, but, uh, you ended up with like what, four movies and two or three holiday specials, so I think the franchise is doing okay with Myers instead. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it would have been interesting. Chris Farley was a legend to say the least. Would have would have mm-hmm. been interesting to hear what what his version of the character was going to be. 
By the way, shout out to Rachel. I don't think she's really participated much in in recent years, but she's basically been part of IPC's gang since it in like since it started. Yeah. Like she and I went to the same church years and years ago and then she uh, moved away for college, but she kept listening even when she moved away. And so um really appreciate that Rachel thanks for contributing to uh, to this episode I, there's definitely a lot of Tim Burton stuff that has been made but just as much Tim Burton stuff that hasn't been made that deserves to uh to actually be published so in complete agreement with you there yeah indeed indeed um Ooh, uh, up next I'm I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take the next one too you 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 did like enough for like 3 or 4 with Stevens <laughs> Oh I see what you're doing though you're you're going to take the next one so you don't have to have the one that comes after I didn't notice that okay okay here's the we're going to we're going to we're going to tag team on Matthias okay <laughs> that's the longest one we're going to tag team all right, on, okay All right deal. um we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 go through it together um so uh up next we've got Kenny Crayley Jr longtime friend and and uh, listener and watcher, um, we love him so much. Uh, he says, uh, number five, Superman 5, which my guess would have been the death of Superman involving Doomsday. That would have been interesting, especially involving Chris Reeve. Just that would have been uh, as much as those movies. Those latter movies are not great. Would have been interesting to see what they did with that. Yeah. Uh, number four, Ridley Scott's unmade sequels to Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Uh, number three, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4. Uh, number two, Man of Steel 2, and number one, Solo 2. Oh, so a lot of them uh, sequels, which is which is cool. Superman 5, Solo 2, Man of Steel 2, Spider-Man 4. Yeah, these are these are all these are all sequels. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I I don't know of very many movies that went unmade that people wish had been made that were not sequels you know like i guess newt kind of falls in that blomkamp's halo kind of falls into that but there's a lot of these like the hellraiser halloween crossover hellboy 3 um the stargate movies spider-man 4 duel of the fates pretty much everything except newt is some kind of a sequel to something else I don't I don't know if I don't know if that's uh, if that's like a trend or if we just enjoyed one movie so much that we feel like we have to have another one of it. Um, I don't really know if I have an explanation for that. I don't know if I want to explain it, but it's it's definitely an interesting trend. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. And great, great list, Kenny. Excellent list. Um, would have would be very interesting in all those. Okay, so I'll I'll take what we'll do here, Matthias. Mm-hmm. I'll read the opening. You do number five. I'll do number. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Number four. Number three are flipped. One second. One second. I gotta fix no, this. No, he's no, he's got multiples. Look at this. He's got five, three, four, three, two, one. What? He tried to sneak one in on you us. You cheater! You cheater, Matthias! How dare you! Oh, that's so funny. I wonder if you realize that. We've wonder... got we've got a we've got a top six. Tell you what, we'll we'll give this five like an honorable mention and then this will be like the actual five right here. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's that might be what he intended, I imagine. Maybe. Because um, just... this one doesn't have like a very a very long description, so I don't know. We'll see. Alright, so I'll uh 
I'll do the opening, and then you do the honorable mention, and I'll do number five, and we'll go from there. <laughs> um, uh, so Matthias says, Hi, Ben and Zach slash guest. I'm not sure because my head has been focused on other things that happen in the world as well as, as at home in both good and bad. As usual, if you struggle with my length, I am so sorry. Do not apologize. We love the content, Matthias. Um, I do try to shorten th- them down, but it's very hard sometimes. I understand. Um, in... A particular order because that's how we do it. People don't want to make any of the hosts mad. Okay? My man, <laughs> that's my man right there. You know what? You know what you did. Okay. <laughs> um. So the the honorable mention. I can do honorable mention and five. That's fine. Uh, honorable mention. Spider Man three after the spectacular, amazing Spider Man three after the spectacular movie that was No Way Home. I am beginning to feel that it would be fantastic to see another movie with this Peter. Um, although I would like to be more No Way Home than his original two because, yes, it was pretty good, but sometimes very artificial in the writing. And with Garfield's ever-improving acting and the exciting uh, story hints, I think we would, will truly get something, quote-unquote, amazing out of this. Okay, I just realized I screwed it up when I put it in the notes. Why is that? Because he was saying he says I've begin I have beginning to feel like it would be a fantastic another movie with Peter three. I saw the number and I hit enter, <laughs> and that's why there was a five oh, and a three. Then a three. Okay, so it's the formatting. <laughs> so we cannot we cannot shame Matthias for this. It's my fault. Uh, I did this. <laughs> Peter three so as as in I'm the so Peter sorry. three character. And you just saw the number three and just, like, spaced it out again. All right. I got it. I got it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that makes sense now, though. It makes sense. (laughs) Peter three. There we go. Okay. Sorry, Matthias. Peter three. I remember that now. Sorry, Matthias. You you had it right. We read it wrong. Okay. uh, Moving on. So his number four is uh, The X-Files movie number three, although this is a... This is a more me saying I want more X-Files, both since it's my top three favorite TV series ever. Favorites don't necessarily mean it's the best, although it does have some of the best episodes in TV. And since the last season left on a pretty big cliffhanger, I need answers. The first two were also very good, so I feel that this movie would give us a good continuation to the series and give it an actual good conclusion, maybe. But I have a feeling that it will never happen after some of the -the behind-the-scenes talk. Oh, well, at least we can imagine it. Uh, You know what's funny? I've never watched The X-Files. I I have not either. I've had plenty of people talk about it before, um, and 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 I've had uh, plenty of, like, I've been a part of plenty of discussions about it and just like kind of BS my way through it, <laughs> but um, never, never actually sat down and watched an episode. So uh, I guess I need to give that a try eventually at, uh, at the official number three, he's got black Panther Wakanda forever, but with Chadwick Boseman. Oh, I do miss him too much. Still. He says he was such a great actor in the Marvel movies and that he acted in them uh, and gave us some of the best superhero character performances while he was still having cancer. Man, the dedication was definitely through the roof, and having another movie with him in the role would be fantastic. Matthias, if you have not seen Marvel's What If, I would strongly encourage you to give that a watch. 
just because we get some more of those amazing performances and it's the last thing that Chadwick acted in before he passed as far as I know like yeah, he, he did he did the voice work from home while he was sick and basically dying and so um it's it's really really cool to see him as Star-Lord but it's even more cool to see uh, just how dedicated he was to the Marvel Universe by continuing to do stuff in animated form right up until he passed. Like it, it was amazing. Yeah, like the you know it feels minuscule to like you know he, he meant so much to so many people, and you know it's minuscule to say like, like oh you know I, I wish we could have seen more of him as Black Panther, but like um, you know because that is very very unimportant in regards to his life and his family and all the people mm-hmm. that knew him and loved him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it is, it is, it, you know, that's, that's part of the tragedy of losing him was just like, he was so good as that character. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see 10 more movies of him as T'Challa. And, you know, the fact that we, you know, we only got a couple, you know, was a blessing, but, uh, you know, just taken from us too soon. Indeed. Very much so. Um, so uh, Matthias up next says uh, number two, Star Wars Episode Nine, Duel of the Fates. Uh, no, the script that is out there isn't perfect, but it definitely has some moments that gave me chills, especially the Leia lines. It made me even more interested in Trevorrow as a writer, and some of it felt extremely Star Wars, but still out there enough in parts. I was like, from I like from was expanded greatly in the script we have seen. I am sure the finished version would be even better. Fair mm-hmm. point. I'm, I'm also in the. I want to see Duel of the Fates camp too. So, uh, very interesting situation. Uh, this this one's kind of an outsider that uh, isn't going to get mentioned tonight, but he gives very, uh, very sound reasoning as well for this one. So uh, again, thanks, Matthias, for your content. Please don't ever feel like we get annoyed by the stuff you submit. You, you're a super dedicated listener, and we appreciate you. Um, at number one. We've got Guillermo del Toro's The Hobbit. I love the Lord of the Rings movies, and it's probably one of my favorite fictional universes ever, but The Hobbit movies, yes, they had their moments, but much of the movies wasn't good, uh, wasn't as good, if you ask me. Del Toro's version would probably be uh, fantastic and special. He has made my jaw drop at his quality in storytelling many times, and even though I haven't seen everything he has made, I am sure he would make something truly epic and wonderful. I am so sure of it that there would never be ever be a way to explore the universes. I would definitely explore that one as well as the one with those others on this list. Thanks for reading. Looking forward to your thoughts and keep up the fantastic work. Uh, you know, I do love Del Toro's work, but I also do kind of love the Hobbit movies. I feel like they are accessible like more accessible than the Lord of the Rings movies. I think you can enjoy the Hobbit for what it is and not have to worry about the grandeur or the world building or how Lord of the Rings basically makes you feel like every line is super important and you have to be listening a hundred percent of the time to keep up with what's going on. Um, I just feel like the Hobbit is, is geared towards a more casual viewer and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I very much enjoy watching the four-hour extended editions, but sometimes it's nice to just crack open a beer and sing along to Misty Mountains and go on an adventure with Bilbo Baggins and his crew. So, 
Um, yeah. I, I definitely would want to see what Guillermo del Toro could do with The Hobbit. Um, but I feel like it would be very, very similar to what Peter Jackson did with like the gripping, compelling storytelling of Lord of the Rings. And I think if you did that, there'd be a, f- a lot fewer people interested in the Lord of the Rings franchise because they'd be feeling lost as to its importance and implications. I, I don't know if any of that makes sense, but I feel like yeah. you, I feel like you need a casual franchise in order to create like a casual following. And I feel like the Hobbit does that better than Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of good stuff in those movies and you know, it would have been, and I I like what, you know, Matthias is saying in regards to, you know, uh, you know, having someone else like Guillermo del Toro with a very specific type of vision, come in and kind of interpret that um you know love peter jackson he's brilliant obviously made some fantastic movies but uh would have been interested to see like what del toro could have done with it too um even though what we got was pretty good you know it's funny i i don't even remember much of anything else that peter jackson has made it's almost like he swooped in made the lord of the rings <laughs> won a bunch of awards and then just swooped back out again like a lot of the stuff is just it it's not stuff that i that i would watch or pay much attention to and i i i'm sure he's made other great things and i'm sure he made some great things to you know earn the right to be the director of lord of the rings but it, it it's almost like that was his crowning achievement he knew that that was his crowning achievement and he quit while he was ahead at least that's that's, right. that's kind of what it feels like to me anyways I'm probably yeah, wrong. Just... I'm wrong about a lot of stuff, but that was just the impression that I got. I feel you. I feel you there. Um, okay, so up next, we've got one more from some guy. Some, I don't know Some who this dude. Is. He's been on the show like once, maybe, I don't know, five or six times. <laughs> Uh, my best friend Mondo, I, I sent him like this text like uh, like a half hour before we went live, and I was just like, "Also, what five movies that uh, never got mad do you wish had gotten made?" <laughs> I, I I was typing it so fast that I forgot to put in the e at the end, and he made fun of me for it, and I was like, "Whatever, stop it." And uh, he sent me he sent me this following list. Uh, this was in the order that he typed it out, which is why I put it at number one because. Obviously, he thought of this one first, and then, like, the last one he actually thought of at the very end. Uh, He sent that in a second message. But um, his list is as follows. He's got Batman Beyond, the original Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 3, Gambit, X-Force, and then in a second message, he's like, you know what? Yeah, okay, fine. Jurassic Park 4, that train wreck would have been epic. I'm not going to disagree. I mean, because I've read the synopsis and all crazy stuff is going to happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well happy with what we got. But like that, just seeing where they were going to go with that would have been vastly entertaining. It would have been it would have been ridiculous. <laughs> it would have it would have been crazy. Uh, Steven says he actually made the Beatles get back miniseries recently. I've heard good things about it. I've heard good things about that. So that's actually one thing I do recognize. Uh, miniseries. I don't know if I call it a miniseries. It's it like every a... episode is like four hours long. Was it really? Yeah. Some yeah. Limited, limited series. I don't know. 
Uh, getting caught up in the chat, he says, um, felt like the Hobbit movies cared more about the action than the writing. I have a hard time disagreeing with that, especially when you create a whole new elf character to become a love interest that didn't exist in the books. Like, like you're you're just doing that because you need boobs. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Jesse says, "Sorry, guys, I got to go, but great answers being made to everybody. Yeah, all that's left is ours, uh, Jesse. So make sure that you listen whenever this gets released, or come back and watch the tail end of the episode here on Facebook, so you know what uh, what our responses would be." Uh, George, I don't know if you're still hanging around in the chat, but uh, he he said earlier, I'd love to see Blomkamp's uh, Alien sequel. Not sure it'll ever happen, though, since Sigourney Weaver is now 72, even though she doesn't look her age. Like... It's... And I, I think when it comes to these franchises, never say never. And and now they can just recreate people in mm-hmm. a computer, mm-hmm. you know, a la Luke Skywalker or uh, Mark or Hamill. Tar- Tarkin, they did that with uh, with Rogue One, too. So. Pretty pretty seamlessly now. Like, that, that Book of Boba Fett cameo with Luke, like, made me believe, like, they can just do anything now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, you can, there's you no can parameters. Just, you can just make people out of thin air. But uh, they'll, George... just, they'll just CGI, you know, Ripley again. Sure. You know, she'll be young again. Sure. Why not? But, George, if you've got a list of five, go ahead and send them in, buddy, because we're going to read a few more lists off of Facebook and then we're going to be reading our own list. And, and this will this will be it for the night. It, it's a, it, like I said, it's kind of a shorter episode this evening. But uh, our friend Richard Cotarello. Sorry, Richard. I'm kind of slurring my speech tonight. Uh, Richard Cotarello sent us a, a submission on Facebook with uh, Deathstroke at number five, James Cameron's Spider-Man at number four. Hmm, forgot about that. That's that's something I forgot about too. I'm like, uh, okay, that would have been interesting. Nicholas Cage's Superman. Hey yo, I mentioned that one earlier. Superman uh, lives. Yeah. Peter Jackson's Halo and a uh, Boba Fett standalone movie by James Mangold. That was in the rumor mill for a while. Remember that? Remember that? Vaguely. That was like the day before Solo came out. They were like, yo, James Mangold's making a Boba Fett movie. Like, what? What? It's like the, okay. like the, like the, like, it's like the minions, even though you wouldn't know because you haven't seen Despicable Me yet. But it'd be like the, it'd be like the minions in, in that famous gif that goes all around the internet. What? <laughs> Uh, people oh. of the internet, please harass Ben Hart for not watching um, Despicable Me. Like he needs to get on that. There's no. Yeah, excuse. go ahead and harass me. You harass me, and I about everything else that I don't watch. So, uh, what's <laughs> new? Uh, we've got a we've got a few more um, that aren't top fives, but uh, just to fill out the time a little bit. There's a lot of talk for Spider-Man 4 and Amazing Spider-Man 3. Both Stefan uh, Reboy and Charles Warnick voted for that. Um, Stefan Anton said, At the Mountains of Madness. Do you even know what that is? Okay, so I actually did some research on See, this. See, he did, he did the research. I haven't done any of the research. I had to drive around for work today and only got home like an hour ago. So there, there's a lot that I'm just kind of behind on. 
Okay, so this is uh, this is quoting this is Google quoting uh, Collider, and it says, "Is At the Mountains of Madness a movie?" And it says the answer is, "At the Mountains of Madness, the acclaimed fantasy auteur Gilmore del Toro, um, again uh, del Toro coming back, a uh, long-awaited adaption of the eponymous I've never seen that word before in my life novella by H.P. Lovecraft, a cinematic marriage made in heaven. You'd think." has alas sat in film purgatory since 2006 when his script was first penned by Warner Brothers. So this is a Lovecraft novel going to be done by Del Toro, which, as they say, sounds like a good match, um, but is, like, not happening for some reason. It's funny how there's a lot of Del Toro stuff out there that, like, came close to being made. But then didn't get made. I wonder what's, what's up. What's wrong with Del Toro? What are you doing, Guillermo? I wonder what's <laughs> up with that. I I don't I don't know. All these I movies have... that didn't happen that you didn't make. Well, okay, but when he does make something, he makes a freaking hit, man. Guy knows what he's doing. When when, when he when he actually puts his mind to it, the stuff that he does is just freaking fantastic. I mean. He's done Pan's Labyrinth. He did uh, The Shape of Water, which won Best Picture. And then he just did um, this film called Nightmare Alley. Have you heard of it? No, I don't think so. It was a movie uh, that was originally like a like a noir movie from, I want to say, like the 40s or the 50s. And Del Toro rebooted it and kind of put his own spin on it. And... Uh, it's got like an all-star cast led by Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett, um, but it, it's got some really, really fantastic actors in it, and much like a lot of the Del Toro films that I've seen, it, it's got a lot of built-up tension that pays off rather well um, towards the final 15 minutes of the film. Like, it's build, 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 build for an hour 45, and then the last 15 minutes of the two hours, it's like, boom, everything comes to a head. And it's wow. it's it's really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I was pleasantly surprised by that film. It's on HBO right now. It's in theaters. Nightmare Alley. Um, pretty, pretty darn good. Interesting. Pretty darn good. So, all right. Big thank um, you. We only got one last one, I think. Do we have one more? I'm sorry. Was it was it John Holt? Can we talk about John Holt? Uh, no, we didn't talk about John Holt, and I think um, George may be sending us some stuff as well okay. in the chat. So why don't you get the stuff in the notes, and then I'll read off George's stuff. Sure. So uh, John Holt says, uh, Neil Blomkamp's alien movie that would have reunited Ripley and Hudson just after Aliens, alternate timeline, um, shrug emoji, but I wanted to see it. So, uh, yeah, coming back to the aliens, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of want for some alien sequels. We've had a lot of alien sequels and prequels, I know, to varying qualities. Um, again, franchise, never seen any of them. So, uh, I, I will one day catch up and understand what everyone's talking about there. But, uh, you know, as I said, it, anything can happen at this point. Yeah, I would, I could see them, you know, straight up recasting or whatever just to do a direct sequel. You know, dude, we haven't done a watch along in a while. Maybe we have not. Maybe one of these days we either need to do a, a watch along of 
like Alien or Despicable Me, one of those. Well, I think I would, because I, I, I'm a big old, big old wuss and scaredy cat. I think I would prefer to watch Alien with, with uh, not by myself in the dark. <laughs> there's a there's an Alien video game out there. Um, oh, sake, I've seen this. And and um, one time we had a friend of mine um, play that game while she was a little tipsy. And oh no! And we we turned. We turned the lights off, and every time she turned a corner, somebody would, like, jab at her shoulder to scare the daylights out of her. And there's, depending on the system that you play, there's actually, like, a microphone built into your controller sometimes. And you are basically required to turn on the microphone when you're playing that game. Because when there's noise happening in real life it triggers the game to alert the alien in the game to move in the direction of the noise that you're making. So you have to be quiet in real life so you don't get eaten in the game. That's amazing. And every time we jabbed her shoulder, she would scream and be like, ah, son of a bitch, he's going to come get me now. Like, she would always get so mad at us. It was it was really funny. Um, so... Maybe maybe one day we'll watch Alien and then have you play that Alien uh, video game. Um, I don't see a fifth one from George yet in the chat. He's sending them in one by one, but I do see Justice League 2 at number four. I'm assuming that is uh, Snyder's Justice League 2. Blomkamp's mm-hmm. Alien sequel at number three. Gambit at number two. And then at number one, Duel of the Fates. Ah, here comes number five. Uh, possible Wolverine series. Just seeing if something sticks. Not sure if it was ever in development. Um, well, I know they did a couple of standalone Wolverine movies. They did Origins Wolverine, and then they did another Wolverine movie, and then they did Logan. So I, I feel like mm-hmm. the stuff from Wolverine has kind of been tapped out a little bit, although I would not complain if Hugh Jackman made some sort of appearance in uh, Multiverse of Madness or something, because... Uh, I'm sure you all have seen the trailer by now. We got freaking Patrick Stewart coming back. Hell yeah. Oh, man, I'm excited for that. I'm I'm just excited for that scene, like nothing else. Like, I, I, I am excited for, like, seeing Wanda and seeing if she becomes, like, an antagonist or something. But I think there's going to be just as much cheering and excitement for Patrick Stewart when he shows up as there was when... Matt Murdock's Daredevil showed up. Um, Charlie Cox's character showed up in Spider-Man. I just, I see that happening. Yes, indeed. Well, are are we here yet? I are guess we, so. Are we, are we on to our list? Because I'm chomping at the bit to share mine. I, I suppose so, but we need to say hi to a couple of people first, especially people like... Uh, oh. Oh, Joey, that thing. Joey Mays and Jesse Bennett, you know, those people that, you know, financially contribute to the show and they are at the shout out friend tier level or above. If you want exclusive group access, behind the scenes information, you want to influence the topics of the show, you want to be on the show, hit us up at patreon.com slash IPC podcast. You get access to the show notes. You get access to an exclusive group called the Peacekeeper Corps. As I mentioned before, you get top billing during the top five segments that we do, like the one that we discussed tonight. And as I mentioned, 
there may even be opportunities to join the show. Unfortunately, baseball season has kicked off for me, and I will be doing a lot of baseball broadcasts on Friday nights in the next couple of months. So if you're interested in being a guest on the program, then uh, maybe hit us up on the Patreon or um, you know write us privately. If you've got any kind of podcasting experience, we would love to chat and just see where things go. But uh, all of that can be found there and at the Intergalactic Peace Hangout. That is a free group to join. And there's lots of memes and discussions and stuff that happens over there as well. So, uh, yeah, if you like the show, please consider contributing to it like our friend Jesse does. Uh, Question Possible Answer is his podcast, and it's coming back. He says, over at Question Possible Answer, we review movies while also trying to incorporate real-world physics into the movie and see how much the story would change. Sometimes it's as simple as, what if this person wasn't in the movie? For more information, check out the socials over on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Question Possible Answer. And, of course, listen on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, as long as I'm able, um, you know, I'm going to be working on a Game of thrones theme podcast uh, in the not-too-distant future. And uh, Jesse's actually invited me to be on Question Possible Answer as soon as my schedule allows for it. So... Uh, there's still going to be some podcasting that happens. It's just not going to be able to happen on Fridays for me, unfortunately. And that's the best day that IPC can be recording live. So, you know, stuff happens. But uh, there may still be some signs of my face over on Phantom Empire or signs of my voice over on Question Possible Answers. So uh, be sure to follow us on the socials that you see down there at the bottom so that you can find out exactly where our next broadcast will be coming from. Indeed. All right. Uh, I already gave away my honorable mention earlier. It's the Lord and Miller version of Solo. Uh, what would your honorable mention be, sir? All right. So actually, I didn't have an honorable mention up until like five seconds ago. Then I realized, hey, I do actually have one <laughs> that I, I I would like. And it's Zack Snyder's Justice League Part 2. Mm. Um, that movie, look, I'm not... I'm not going to go on Twitter and put hashtags and scream about it. Release I'm not going to do that. Cut too. <laughs> but I would like seeing Justice League. Like, I very much enjoyed that movie. So I would love to see more of it. I would love to see a continuation of that. And it was almost like Zack Snyder was like, <laughs> yeah, this is never going to happen. Um, but I'm going to make Warner Brothers like really make it really awkward for them like they, they you know obviously he could have just given it a proper you know a more definitive ending but he left it completely open and you know did what he wanted to do and more power to him but uh yeah there's a pretty painful cliffhanger there that you want to see resolved so i would I, love to see uh where that goes in the future and it probably won't happen all things considered but as i said never say never money talks and eventually, if these other films that DC's working on doesn't talk loud enough, then they may recognize there's money to be made in doing Justice League 2. So, you know, like Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus always says, never say never. It's true. It's true. I'm still living in the 90s. I don't care. I I don't either. I don't either. Um, uh, okay, so what... Okay, so number five. Let's just go yeah, into it. Let's, let's what is your 
Number five. Let's get into our fives. My fives, I'm, I'm going to be tossing out a softball here for my number five. This one's pretty easy, probably pretty predictable. I grew up on this franchise. It, it's been a part of me for a while, and I would have really enjoyed seeing more of it. Uh, that would be Spider-Man 4. You know, to- Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire did some really trailblazing, groundbreaking stuff. Uh, even if the movies were like some sometimes a six out of ten or whatever, um, they're fun movies and they're well casted. And uh, I just I I enjoy that franchise and seeing him in No Way Home just kind of solidified for me that I wished I had been able to see more and I wasn't. So uh, yeah, I I would have enjoyed seeing what they could have done with Spider Man Four. I I agree. I think it would have been like, look, I like where we're at right now. Love No Way Home. I love the Home trilogy. Like, you know, it all came up to that. And, you know, having Toby Black was great. Um, but, you know, having a continuation of that story because, like, the original story is, like, they're going to have Mysterio show up. And then I think it was uh, – I think it was going to be uh, John Malkovich. John, John Malkovich as the Vulture. I think was going to be the, uh, the the plot of that movie. Um, so a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, in Spider Man Three, it's a weird movie, but to see the characters move on from that and see where that went, um, and Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, I think would have been great. So yeah. Um, this one did not make my list. I will just go ahead and say that it did not make my list. Um, got knocked out by something else, but uh, it would I could probably classify it as like an honorable honorable mention because you know I I'm on board with them making this. Um, and there's all every day there's a new rumor about oh they're getting Toby back and they're doing Spider-Man three. I'm like uh, okay whatever <laughs> I'll believe what I see. The the biggest rumor that I've heard is that he's going to be in one of those multiverse movies. Maybe not Doctor Strange per se, but he'll be in some sort of multiversal crossover of some kind down the road. I feel like they got him in the studio. They got him to put the suit back on. They may have filmed some extra stuff for another right, movie. Right, just get it in while you can. I mean, they also figured out how to tell the guys to make the meme of the Spider-Men pointing at each other. <laughs> the meme! <laughs> the meme exists in real life now, folks. Like, my life is complete. I can die happy now. I love it. I love it. Okay, so is it on to my number five, I guess, now? Yes, sir, it is. All right, because there's literally nowhere else to go. Okay, my number five is one that um, I suppose should be expected, but maybe not this high on my list. Um, it is Star Wars Episode Nine: Duel of the Fates. Um, I am not, I am not going to sit here like a lot of people will, especially on, on certain parts of the internet that will sit there and go, Oh, it would have been so much better than the rise of Skywalker. Um, I I personally don't think that's the case. I, I have my issues with this movie too, even though it was just in script form. Um, and I don't know if I would have liked it any better or even worse than the rise of Skywalker, but fascinating fascinating movie and so many cool things and you see all the concept art and all the how it used coruscants and and all this kind of stuff and you know and i'm have mixed feelings about colin trevor overall with his creative decisions sometimes but uh would have liked to have seen his take on this and obviously duel the fates was never going to happen because leia is such a huge part of that movie and it was obviously it was scripted before carrie fisher passed away so like 
Duel of Fates as it was in the script form was never going to happen. And obviously, he just evolved into the Rise of Skywalker. So we got that movie. We just didn't get that movie. We didn't get that script. Um, I would love to see that script filmed, um, even though it probably would have been bad. Probably would have been bad. I'm just going to say that. Um, but I still want to see it. Again, morbid curiosity. But uh, yeah, that's my number five. All righty. Uh, my number four was one that I actually you know, ended up thinking of today while I was looking at other people's lists. Uh, I forgot that they were going to do this, and now I really wish that they had. Um, but my number four is the uh, the DC's Cyborg movie. Um, I, I really, really like Ray Fisher, uh, especially in the Snyder Cut. I see what he was able to do as far as bringing that character to life way better than uh, the portrayal that he was given in Joss Whedon's version. And um, I really, really wish that we had gotten more of just just Cyborg and the things that he deals with and 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 how Fisher would have portrayed it. And if he had been able to, you know, come across in the way that Zack Snyder originally intended, and if he had been able to get the story um, that was going to follow that, then I think Cyborg would be like a fan favorite character by this point. And it's unfortunate that he wasn't, that his, his character and his, um, his development was, was butchered. And I think if, if Snyder had had his way with justice league and if Cyborg had been made after that, then the DC universe, as we know, it would be completely different. That is a huge bummer with Ray Fisher's situation and Cyborg and that character is so much better in this in this Snyder cut. He's just he's in it. He's barely in the original version. Um, he's actually a character in the Zack Snyder version, and he's so good. And I think Ray Fisher did a brilliant job of playing him. And I was coming in as someone who was very skeptical of the character. I, I didn't really even like the design at first. I'm like, okay, this is really weird. But uh. Yeah, I think he deserved his own. Yeah, he still deserves his own standalone movie. Warner Brothers, remove the stick from your butt and make it happen, okay? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Steven in the chat says, Cyborg is a fan favorite among a lot of people already, just maybe not to the casual viewers. Well, that, that's, the, that's the problem, though, Steven. I think the casual viewers would enjoy Cyborg's character if they had been given the opportunity to enjoy it in the theaters. And he, he never even got that opportunity. So I think that's the unfortunate part there. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, so going back on, on my number four, is one that uh, it's another Spider-Man movie and it's the amazing Spider-Man three. And I honestly, going into this, I did not expect this to one to end up on my list. Um, but I recently watched amazing Spider-Man two and yeah, it's, it's a crazy movie, but it's not nearly as bad as I was told it was. And it really, you know, that movie, you know, it's, it tells a complete story, but also leaves, Andrew's Spider-Man in a very dark place, which we pick up from in No Way Home, and right. which I think was brilliant. And I would love to see a continuation of that, seeing where he where he goes. And now you could do it where it does pick up from No Way Home. It picks up, you know, mm -hmm. 
you know, where he's maybe living high off of that, or maybe picks up right after the first, the maybe Spider-Man two and after Gwen's death and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's so many things they could do with that. And there's already talk of like, well, Sony could just have like, there's this whole battle between, you know, Sony and Marvel. Well, Sony could just have their own Spider-Man. They could just do more movies. And now, you know, the, the hype has never been higher for the potential of more amazing Spider-Man movies. Now that that generation that grew up with his Spider-Man is now like adults and they're like, Mm. Hey, we want more of this. So like, I think it would be fantastic. And I, I, I think those two movies are underrated. I will say it. I think they're both amazing Spider-Man movies are underrated and I would love to see a continuation of that somehow. I would as well. I just, I don't know if I would put as much, uh, I don't, I don't want to say importance. I just, my interest level is kind of at that level of that honorable, honorable mention that you were alluding to with, uh, with one of my selections. It's, it's there. It's just not like as up there. But I agree with you that if they were able to come up with some sort of a collaborations deal where Holland Spider-Man continues the MCU, but they still retain the rights to Spider-Man, the character, then they could make an amazing Spider-Man 3 all by themselves, and it could potentially be a $500 million plus blockbuster. Like, it it, it will make money just because people will go for the nostalgic factor. I mean, heck... Disney knows how to promote their Marvel movies and it it turned into like a billion dollar franchise but a lot of that was largely in part to having Maguire and Garfield in there so if you give Garfield his own movie then he'll be able to make quite a bit of money just on his own yeah so yeah so uh yeah I'm I'm game give give me I just Andrew Garfield is is a treasure. He's just a treasure. I, I, I think he seems to really enjoy playing that character. So like give him more stuff to do, please. I, I mean, considering how popular tick, tick boom has been, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely could see him donning the Cape and, and doing well again. So, okay. On to, uh, my number three, uh, this one's, been discussed several times over and it's not really a franchise that Ben cares for all that much so it's it's probably not going to get a whole whole lot of discussion but I'm going to I'm going to give it uh the attention anyways I really enjoyed Alien Covenant I know people see it more as a um standalone film than it was a sequel or follow up to Prometheus I didn't really care for Prometheus but I enjoyed the the jump scares and the intensity and the action and the um just the just what what covenant brought to the table and there were plenty of talks of things resuming and they never did and uh, I wish that they had because Michael Fassbender was great in Covenant uh, he should have at least won a Saturn Award, if not been nominated for an Oscar for his per- performance. But slasher, horror, sci-fi movies don't usually get that kind of attention. And that that's the sucky part, is he did a great job in that movie and didn't really get as much recognition as he deserved. So I would like to see some sort of continuation that comes after Alien Covenant. But considering we're getting that... Um, series that's going to be happening on FX or whatever. Um, I feel like 
that attention has kind of taken a back burner. So my number three would be a continuation of those alien prequels that we got several years ago, but are probably not going to be continuing anytime soon. Very interesting. And and you're right. I know nothing about this franchise. I really don't. Um, I know there were some alien movies in like the 70s and 80s, and then they made some newer ones, and then some people didn't like those. And maybe they were prequels, maybe they were sequels. I don't know. Um, all I know is I think a lot of people are like you, that you know they, they want to see a continuation of that somehow. Um, obviously, a beloved franchise that you know is really great. Um, not always my cup of tea. Um, horror, scary stuff, like I said. Yeah. Big old, big old wuss here. Um, I scared those aliens. Okay, so uh, don't don't hate me. Don't don't judge me. But uh, one day I will watch it. I promise. All good. All good. I would not recommend Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then. <laughs> I no. I think that's definitely a movie that I will like. Never ever see. Even... I'm just. I'm good dying without seeing that movie. <laughs> really truly. It, it's funny because it's supposed to be set in Texas. But, like, I don't think I've ever seen anything less Texas in my life. Like, <laughs> like it does not. It does not represent like t- Texas of the twenty twenties. It, it it like represents Texas of the eighteen nineties or something. Like, it's. Uh, I live in Texas. I've never been chainsawed to death. Oh, dude! Don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even. I'm sorry. Don't even. I'm sorry. I'm right, sorry. You're, you're number three. You're number three. All right. Number three for me is something that uh, I don't believe any. Actually, actually, I think Dan mentioned this one. So, Dan, you got to this before I did. But I, I, I don't want to talk about this one because it's one that I, ju- I had on my, in my head. I lost it. And then I re- did some research today and remembered it. And it's one that recently came up um, in the news. It's the Trench movie from uh, director James Wan, I believe was going to be doing this. And this was a spin-off of the Aquaman movie. And um, I, I think it's fair to say we're we're both big fans. You're you're a big fan of the Aquaman movie, right? I am. I am. Yeah, a big so we're fan both we're both really big fans. I love that movie. Um so instantly obviously the trench sequence, maybe not my favorite part of the movie. Um, interesting enough, and 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 one of the best parts of the movie. But like, wasn't something that was like, oh, that needs a that needs like a a spin off of that. I want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. When they said this, I'm like, okay, I'm game. I like Aquaman. I like James Wan. So give it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the news came out that James Wan basically said, hey, this movie is not happening. But here's what it was going to be. What it was actually going to be was a Black Manta movie. Mm. And that made me so disappointed <laughs> because I freaking love Black Manta. Um, that character was great. That actor was excellent. Yeah. Um, that whole lineage with his father, that, that was such a great storyline and a great, excellent part of that movie mm-hmm. that I loved. And the idea of like giving that character's own movie is so good. Um, and apparently this is not happening now, which sucks. But uh, I, that's why it's it's right here on my list because I still want this to happen. I did enjoy the trench sequence. I think there was other parts of Aquaman that I may have enjoyed more. Um, but 
the 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 component for me was the idea that it would have been PG thirteen slash borderline R. I, yeah. I I think that's the thing that I would have really loved because you see the the intensity that comes across with something like Snyder Cut, and you yeah. you can tell that superhero movies today, like the grit, the nature of of what they are and what they represent, is meant to be more along the lines of something adult rated. And, you know, the successes of shows like Daredevil, the successes of movies like The Snyder Cut, Trench, I feel like would have been a great success. And they like DC kind of needs that because Marvel has kind of had their their grasp, whether it's, you know, Fox Marvel or just uh, uh, Disney Marvel. But with with things like Daredevil and things like, let's say, Logan and and. Uh, Deadpool there there's a lot of of adult superhero content out there um, that you need something like trench in the DC universe and you're right I'm I'm kind of bummed that that didn't come to pass I'm, I'm all, okay I just have to quickly say the fact that you keep saying trench and if I was listening to this conversation completely out of context, I would assume you were talking about an Admiral Trench Admiral. movie. Yep. And because it was commented by Dan, that was actually my first thought before I gained proper context. <laughs> because that dude will literally just post pictures of Admiral Trench at random on his Facebook page and be like, oh, it's beautiful. And I'm like, I agree, but why do you confuse me like this when you post about the <laughs> Trench movie on this podcast, I'm like, did did Star Wars actually approve a trench movie? And and like, like, can you imagine if they did a feature length film on the Battle of Malastare Narrows? Like that that would, would be amazing. That would be that would so be cool. I would be so on board with that. But that's so not what he was talking about either. <laughs> so thanks for confusing the heck out of me, Dan. Appreciate it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Admiral Trench holds a special place in my heart. I've told, told this story a couple times, but uh, Admiral Trench was one of my first screen names when I got online, started getting into Star Wars fandom. Um, so, uh, and it was around the time of that Cat and Mouse episode, which mm-hmm. is still a classic episode, and Trench is a classic character. Yep. Um, and no, he's, I don't think he's dead either. He got stabbed through the heart, but, you know, they always come back, so. Uh, well, where exactly is a spider's heart, though? Like that's kind of I mean the, that's kind of the general position of where a human heart would be, but is that where a spider's heart would be? Also, in Cat and Mouse, his first appearance, he got missiles to the face, okay, and apparently walked away. Just had okay? eye, just had eye surgery, had one of his limbs replaced. No big deal. He'll be fine. So, um, I, I really, I don't think there's a way to kill Admiral Trench. I think it, it should be, you know, just that's what the sequel trilogy should have been. Somehow, Admiral mm. Trench has returned. Ah, somehow Admiral Trench is back. That would be funny. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, uh, so you're number two. My number two is actually one that has not been mentioned by anybody so far tonight. Ooh. And I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that nobody's list even, you know, brought this up at all. But this is one that I got super hyped for and then got super let down when none of it ended up coming to pass. Um, 
and th that would be the um, announced but unproduced and untitled Quentin Tarantino Star Trek film. Oh, yes. Tarantino, all about this. Tarantino was supposed to make Star Trek and it was going to be R-rated. And it was it was groundbreaking at the time that somebody was going to make an R-rated Star Trek because it, it's always been PG, always been PG-13. It's always been about, you know, exploration of space. And this one was supposed to be like a darker, grittier take on yeah. how dangerous space can be and how terrible it can be and how it'll just mess you up. And I was I was ready for it. I was all for it. And then it just never came to pass. And I was like, "Are you serious? Are you I like I I was I was very very bummed that Tarantino never got to bring that vision to life. I'm excited that we've got things like um Discovery now that has been rated TV MA at times. Um, they've dropped the F-bomb on Discovery before. And so, yeah. like, you, you've got some adult-rated content um, in Discovery, and even in Picard, they use the F-word. So there's a little bit of that to a certain degree, but not nearly what I would have hoped for. And I think Chris Pine would have been uh, a great type of person to play that, that, that darker version of Kirk. And he never got that opportunity. Tarantino never got that opportunity. So, yeah. Um, Quentin Tarantino's R-rated Star Trek film. I I would have very much liked to have seen something like that. And, uh, yeah, it never came to pass. Yeah, I've been... Because they, they just recently confirmed, I think, kind of officially, that that's not happening and that... Yeah, Someone else, because I think JJ came out and said, "Hey, this is happening." Did you did you read that whole thing? I don't. I don't know. JJ on a on a on a live stream. JJ said, "Hey, we're doing it. We're doing Star Trek Four officially, finally." And then they and they're like, "Oh yeah, um, uh, you know, Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine and everyone is back. The whole cast is back. It's gonna be great. We're we're filming later this year." And then a few days later, there was reports out that said that. Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Zadana, none of them knew about it. None of them had been told it was happening, and that's when they heard about it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a cluster. I have heard that they're working on another Star Trek film, um, and that they're trying to bring back everybody except Anton Yelchin, of course. Um, right. But the, like, they're trying to bring back the original cast, but I don't think it's going to be R-rated, and I don't think it's going to be anything based on the story that Tarantino presented. Um, I do think it's a continuation that comes after Star Trek Beyond, but other than that, I I don't really, I don't I don't think it's going to cover any of the things that Tarantino's story wanted to cover. Yeah, what the one they're they're doing now seems to be like a more straight laced what they were originally planning, which is just a you know. Star Trek and, Four and in the there's, same vein as the first movie, which is fine. There's nothing but, wrong with that. It's just also not an R-rated Star Trek. It's it's not as inventive as like, hey, let's let Quentin Tarantino do a Star Trek movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying it would have been good. It could have been bad, 
But it could hell, have. give the man a chance, yeah. and he's quitting Tarantino. That would have been a heck, a hell of an interesting story. It would have been. It definitely would have been. So that's that's why it landed at my number two. It's 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 one of those very high up there. What could have been? There you go. Great choice. Um. So for my number two. It's one that I don't believe anybody tonight mentioned this one. Anyone. Um, And it's one that I've been hearing about over the years that really piqued my interest. Again, I'm not saying it would have been good, but it darn well would have been fascinating to see and possibly could have changed the outlook and just everything about superhero movies as we know them today. This would have been Fox Fox's X Men versus Fantastic Four movie. Have you heard about this? I don't know if I have, but it makes sense so, because that's all they've got is those those two franchises. So basically, in 2011, you know, mid 2000s, Fox was going to take all of their properties, including the Fantastic Four. Uh, X-Men, they had Daredevil at the time, and Deadpool, and put them all in a movie together and do a giant crossover, and the X-Men were going to face off with the Fantastic Four. That was a basic premise that they had, and this is this is 2011, or even earlier. This is before the Avengers. This is before the MCU was really getting started. But Imagine if something like this had happened and how that might have affected things. You know, Fox could have beat marvel studios to the punch and disney um i don't think disney was even the picture at that point um to a you know a really groundbreaking superhero crossover movie um again not saying you know there's a lot of mixed bags and a little a lot of mixed feelings with all those movies Hmm. but sounds darn interesting i just want to read a little bit from this uh this is a um IGN article. Sure. Um, it says, uh, as reported by comicbook.com, the born supremacies uh, Paul Greengrass has confirmed that he was in talks to talks with Fox about a never-made X-Men versus Fantastic Four film that would have featured Daredevil and Deadpool. Greengrass was speaking to the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast when he discussed that while while he was approached for this project, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to go down a little bit. Um, as far as Daredevil... And Deadpool appearing, this was actually confirmed in 2019 by Thor and X-Men first-class screenwriter Zach Stentz on Fat Man and Batman. Uh, he says, Ashley Edward Miller and I, when we were working at Fox, we were working on X-Men first class. We did a secret movie for them that I can't tell you what the plot was, but I can tell you that we used all the characters, all the Marvel characters that Fox had at the time in 2011. It used the X-Men, it used Fantastic Four, Daredevil, Deadpool. Daredevil was still at Fox at the time. So this would have been Fox just throwing everything into the pot and see what happens. And it never happened, obviously. But imagine, if you will, you know, a X-Men versus Fantastic Four movie coming out prior to the Avengers, prior to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it now, how that would have affected things, how that might have changed things for the better or worse. What I'm curious about is how that would have worked because Chris Evans was part of that Fantastic Four franchise, but by that time he was already playing Captain America. You're right. I probably, 
I would imagine the timeline on this is maybe iffy mm -hmm. that they were doing the X-Men and maybe this has been talked about for a while and they're saying 2011, but I'm thinking maybe it was a bit further back by then. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, maybe they would have just like multiversed it and said, hey, we're still doing or whatever. Or it could be just the fact that they couldn't get Chris Evans back, that they couldn't make this happen because they couldn't get all the pieces that they wanted um, or could have been included recasting or, you know, not too long after this, the Fantastic Four was rebooted. And, you know, obviously, so that was the whole thing. So they're, they're trying to hang on to the rights. Um, so I'm sure, you know, who knows how obviously they got the script writer to write the script. But there's so many scripts out there that mm -hmm. never happened. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, how far along, how close was this actually being made? Probably not very far. But I'm still just fascinated by it. I'm still fascinated by, like, if this could have happened, you know, what would have been like, you know, would it have been good? Um, how could it have you know, affected the MCU or anything like that. Just fascinating. Yeah, because if you're able to bring those types of, of epic characters, those ones that are basically it had been only animated or had been more cartoony, comic booky up until that point, if you were able to give them a serious threat and a serious situation in a way that, that felt somewhat real, then... Yeah, you're basically beating Marvel Studios to the punch in in bringing together this collaboration of characters. And you know, does does Marvel stay the course? Does Marvel Studios stay the course and continue on with like Loki as their big bad guy in the 2012 film, or do they try and kick it up a notch? Do they try to make it bigger and and even more of a grander scale because they've got competition now? Like. Up until this point, you know, the 2012 Avengers film was rather unprecedented. Nobody had seen or heard of anything like that. But if this movie came to pass, then not only is there competition in Marvel Studios, but unless you're recasting, then I would dare say that Chris Evans is, is in both of these films. And uh, it, they'd only be like a year or two apart from each other, if that. And yeah. so... That creates an interesting, you know, quote unquote, conflict of interest, if you will, as well, because, um, you know, what what does what does that do for Evans's career per se? You know, does he end up having to choose between the Fantastic Four and Marvel Studios? Does he end up having to split his time and and people get confused over who he's supposed to be? Like, there's there's a lot of unprecedented territory involved in doing something like this and uh it would have been interesting to see how it all plays out yeah because i'm just thinking you know we forget you know looking back at the avengers it's, it's such a classic film that it is that it was a massive risk at the time and there was no guarantee that it was going to work um you know it, it could have you know it could have easily been the same for this if this had happened you know yeah some of the movies before it were were gotten mixed reactions but like if they nailed this it could have propelled that franchise further and marvel studios would have had to rethink what they were doing um and potentially you know change course or whatever else and you know affect different things so like um 
you know, you never know. You never know. There's a, maybe there's a multiverse out there. There's an alternate timeline where, where uh, <laughs> Fox is the is the big Marvel. We're we're we're, we're waiting on the the uh, X Men versus Fantastic Four five or something. You never know. Or maybe Fox is just making enough money that they're able to buy out the stuff from Marvel Studios and they get the rights to like Iron Man and Thor and stuff. And you have uh, Avengers versus X Men type of stuff going on or something. Who knows? It's it's entirely possible. It really is. Um, I'm glad we're not in that timeline. I'm glad we're. I'm glad the Fantastic Four and X Men are back back home with Marvel Studios. I'm very glad about that. But uh, again, morbid curiosity of where that might have gone. Yep, and and honestly, I think that's probably the reasoning for my number one. Oh, is is curiosity. And the fact that it was the the very first thing that I thought of. Um, my number one is one that has been mentioned time and time again. It's even uh, been mentioned within the last 15-ish minutes here. And I noticed you didn't say much about that one when it came around. Yeah, because yeah, my, my time is coming now. Um, my number one is your number five. It's, it's Duel of the Fates. Hell yeah. And here's my reasoning for it. I am not one of those guys that says Duel of the Fates would have been better than what we got with Rise of Skywalker. I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, But what I am going to say is when this topic first came up, Duel of the Fates was literally the first thing I thought of. Like, when you pitched the idea to me, I was like, do you mean something like Duel of the Fates? Like, that was literally my first thought. That was literally the first thing that came to mind. And it's still something that I think about a lot to this day. I still think about what would the franchise have looked like if the the final film of these nine had been called Duel of the Fates. I just personally, as a 90s baby, love the name. I, I think it's a kick-ass name that brings the entire franchise full circle. You go from having one of the most epic instrumental choruses in a great and and prolific fight sequence in The Phantom Menace, which is technically episode one, and then you have that be the freaking title of the conclusion of the franchise in episode nine. Like, that, that is the full circle That's symmetry great. that I love about Star Wars in the first place. It's all supposed to be connected, and that cohesiveness in the title had me drawn in right off the bat. I am one of those people that really enjoyed what Trevorrow did with Jurassic World. It, it looked like Jurassic Park had come to life, and he found a way to make it feel real and then make all hell break loose. I was probably in the minority here, but I kind of had faith in if he's able to do this with a beloved franchise that I love, like the Jurassic franchise, then he's probably going to do okay with the Star Wars franchise. Um, he never had that opportunity. And I wish that he did. It's as simple as that. It is not a knock on any of the executives at at Disney and Lucasfilm. It is not a knock on J.J. Abrams and what he was able to do with Rise of Skywalker. It has nothing to do with negative points being made towards what we ended up getting. It has everything to do with me wishing that we had seen what Trevorrow had originally envisioned. The same way that I wish we had been able to see what Lord and Miller's solo had been like. That's why it's my honorable mention. And that's why it's like bookending like this. 
I wish that we could have seen what Lord and Miller were going to do with Solo. I liked what we got with Solo, and I, for the most part, liked what we got with The Rise of Skywalker. I just kind of wish that we'd be able to see what Trevorrow had had in mind with his version of Episode Nine, But like you said, it was very centered around Carrie Fisher and wouldn't have worked without her. Although nowadays, apparently, we can just create CGI versions of beloved characters out of thin air and synthesize their voices to sound as accurate as hell. And so, who knows? Maybe, maybe it could have worked, maybe it wouldn't have, but... The reason it's my number one is strictly because that was the first thing that I thought of when this topic came up. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Great choice. Um, yeah, Duel of Fates, like I said earlier, like it's it's fascinating. So many of these things are just fascinating to me. It's like I, I, I want to peer, I want to go through the multiversal barrier and see what Star Wars fandom and what through, that movie would look like through. and what everything would have been like if you know if Duel of Fates had had happened in its in its uh, its form through the um, looking glass because because as much as I there's a few ideas and I'm like eh, like there's a lot of ideas in that movie that are like wow yeah like going to Mortis that's cool mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of really neat things that they that he put into that movie that I'm like okay I could get behind this that would be really really cool so uh, yeah. Very, very good choice. I'm glad you picked that one. And speaking of bookending, I'm doing a little bookending myself today. Uh-oh. You don't mind me as saying. Um, you'll notice that one one potential Star Wars movie has been absent from my list, and that has been intentional um, because it is my number one. It is Solo 2. And... I just love Solo, a Star Wars story, so much. Um, I know it maybe wasn't the movie we wanted it to be. It wasn't the movie that a lot of people wanted it to be. But I think what we got was so great and the potential of, like, where that was going to go. And, you know, I'm not just inter- – I'm interested in, you know, Ron Howard's version. I'm interested in the Lord Miller version. Whatever they were going to do, just do it. I want – that continuation and yes i would love you know and and we're probably going to get it a a series or something along the lines of that or some kind of continuation yeah you know amelia clark's going to come back as kira obviously alden will be back as han solo you know it'll happen we'll get donald glover back too like all those guys i think will eventually be back but it'll probably be you know in cameos another series or whatever else i want solo too i want the trilogy Whatever they were going to do with that, whatever that was going to be, the you know, if we were going to get a trilogy of Han Solo movies, do it. Like I still want that to happen, um, and you know, it's just a shame that I think there was a lot of potential there, a lot more potential than I thought there would be with a Han Solo movie. You know, I was one of the people going like, "Why would you make a Han Solo movie? This is dumb." Like I said that many times, and now here I am, a few years later eating my words saying I want more Han Solo movies. So uh yeah, it's it's amazing how times change and things change and now I've changed and uh yeah, Solo 2 is my number one choice. It's so funny that we we both picked something from Spider-Man, but they were different Spider-Men. 
<laughs> we both had Duel of the Fates, and we both had stuff pertaining to Solo, but they were like, just kind of jumbled around a little bit. Like, one person's five was another person's one, and another person's honorable mention was, you know, someone else's top of the list. Like, it's it, it's funny how how similar our perspectives were going into it and yet how differently we prioritize them on the list itself. Yeah. And, and I will say full transparency and disclosure here, guys, we don't collaborate before the show. Okay. What our reactions on the show are genuine. We (laughs) We we go into it. We go into it blind. We put the lists on our phones and then we just read them off as it happens. So like I've been filling in the show notes with our answers as it happens. Cause I had no idea that that was going to be the stuff that he lists off. So it was uh, it was as much of a surprise to me as it was to you, and my stuff was just as surprising to him, uh, although there probably wasn't a whole lot of surprises on either of our lists, I think. What would, what would you say was the biggest surprise on uh, on my list there, Ben? Ooh, um, definitely the Star Trek one. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that one, mm-hmm. but like it's one of the ones. It's a recent one that kind of come around, and I'm like, wow, that's you know, it's a it's a great choice. I just no one else mentioned it. I don't think, and I, mm-hmm. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, I was not expecting you to say trench. I, I was I, I was not <laughs> yeah! I was I wasn't expecting trench to be on your list, but I was pleasantly surprised when it was. So uh, yeah, we just we just continue to uh, to surprise each other. Even even after almost eight years of uh, of doing of doing this, we uh, we still find new ways to surprise each other. So, whoo! Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Even though I said off the top, this was probably the worst topic. I take it back. Okay, that was that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. We did okay. I think we I think we turned out all right. We we made we made um, what was it? Lemonade out of lemons. It was it was the lemons that I gave you. <laughs> uh, I all... thought that I thought like oh this is gonna be great we're gonna get like a thousand submissions to this it's gonna be wonderful. Uh, no, but we we got enough though we got enough though thanks to everyone in the intergalactic peace hangout um, for rising to the occasion and giving us some really cool lists um, and, and definitely go join that group. I don't know if we actually like properly promote it enough but like if you aren't in that group definitely go there you get promos about the show and we ask you for your list and i think a lot of times we post in there before we'll post even on the page so uh definitely go join up and uh they were the mvps tonight Mm -hmm. they were indeed and the chat chat was pretty lively tonight too yeah you guys in the chat thanks to y'all that that showed up even though we weren't over on phantom empire the show will be back on phantom empire in two weeks though sean said he should have his uh his studio at his new place up and running by then. I think, I think he said the move was like happening this weekend and he didn't even have internet. So like he straight up could not host anything right now. And in case you weren't aware, internet's kind of a big deal. It's kind of important to do these here podcast thingies. Just a, just a little bit, because, I mean, I'm in Texas and you're in Mississippi, so we kind of need the internet in order to make this show happen. We could. I could just go out and just yell at the top of my lungs. You might hear me. We might get carried in a conversation, maybe. Dude, we are like literally over 300 miles apart. You would have to have some freaking fantastic lungs for that to be able to work. I mean, my lungs are pretty good. I mean, not that good. Mine are not that good. I have asthma, so screw that. 
It's also like 30 degrees outside. Uh, it's it's sub-zero temperatures for you Celsius folks. Like, I'm not standing out there for two hours to talk about films that didn't get made. Uh, I don't care how popular Backyard Watch was back in the day. I am not doing that in freezing temperatures. Sorry. No, I, I prefer this. I prefer this much more. Yeah, totally. All right. Um, we got one more little thing to do before we wrap it up for the night. I have an idea for something to potentially talk about. Um, more, more or less just kind of a story time. So, Ben, unless you've got something else for this evening's segment, I might take point on this. Um, Absolutely. But, folks, get out your hashtags. Start putting them in the chat if you're still with us live. I know it's almost two hours later, so some of y'all had to call it a night, but that's cool. Um, get them out. Start using them because it's time for another edition of hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 So, for this edition of Barbecue Watch, I just want to talk about some of the escapades that have transpired as I have been looking around for local barbecue catering. Um, for those of you that, that follow me on my socials, you know that uh, I got engaged over the holiday break. And um, she is she's Hispanic, but has lived in Texas her whole life. Uh, I've lived in Texas my whole life. And so there's a lot of kind of that Tex-Mex culture that's being incorporated into our wedding plans. And we decided what better way than trying to have barbecue catered at the wedding. We've got a great, nice. we've got a great Texan theme venue, by the way. It's really, really pretty. Um, but for privacy's sake, I'm not telling you guys where it is because I don't want any uh, wedding crashers. But it's really pretty. And so we've got like a great Texan theme venue and we're looking at getting some uh, barbecue catered. I went to this Facebook group called North Texas Barbecue Addicts and it's got like tens of thousands of people that post pictures of them out smoking meats with their dog or plates that they've picked up from local barbecue restaurants, restaurateurs that are trying to showcase the meats that they cook to try and get people to come like it's it's really bussing. It's really happening. There's there's posts that are happening like every hour on the hour. It's it's intensely busy. And so I posted on a lark just to see if I could find anybody that's like a small local business that does catering. I had about three or four people that bit and they sent me private messages saying, Hey, we cater, what's the date? How many people are you looking at doing? and stuff like that. So I gave them the number. And most of my estimates came in at a range of about $19 to $22 per person for the catering. Wow. And most of the time, that was two meats and two sides with, like, tea and lemonade and plateware and stuff like that. I think one person tried to throw in a third side to try to, like, sweeten the deal. But... We've got a lot of family members that are kosher, 
And so Mm -hmm. we have to include things that, you know, aren't necessarily your stereotypes like ribs and sausage because pork's not on the menu for them. So we're going along the lines of things like brisket or maybe turkey or something like that. And it's just, it's not easy to put all of that together. So on a whim, I called this barbecue restaurant that's literally a mile away from my house. Like, it's within walking distance. And Ben, I think you've actually eaten from this place because... When you were in town for my uh, college graduation, when we went to go see The Last Jedi, um, yeah. we had like a, a graduation party at my parents' church, and these people catered the barbecue for my graduation party. Wow, that's and, cool. And so um, I, remember that. I, uh, I called them up to, to see what their catering options were, and they've got two meat and two side plates that include tea and I think lemonade and plateware and all that stuff for twelve seventy five a person. Wow. Compare that to the nineteen to twenty two range that I had been getting from other people. These folks lowballed me lower than anybody else possible. And then I asked them I asked them, what if I wanted to add one more meat? And they're like, Yeah, sure. Dollar a person. And I was like, what if I wanted to add one more side? I'm like, yeah, sure, dollar a person. (laughs) So I am getting three meats and three sides with plateware and and cutlery and napkins and uh, tea and lemonade and... It's being serviced. Like, not only are they preparing and bringing the food, but they are actually going to be distributing it as well. That's amazing. And they're doing all of that for about $15 a person. Wow. That's that's incredible. It's amazing. And I was like, yeah, book us for this date, please, because I, I, I want to get this locked in ASAP. And they were like, yeah, sure. And you know what the other cool part is? You are locked in for the prices of what the meats and sides are now. So if the price goes up, we don't charge you extra. That's a fantastic deal. It's a fantastic deal. Because, I mean, you in the barbecue industry, you know that the price of meat fluctuates quite often. And Oh, yeah. And so to have us locked in at this particular price is a huge weight off of our shoulders because now we don't have to to think about or worry about any of that, and they're gonna be like, they're gonna be preparing it, they're gonna be bringing it, they're gonna be serving it. Like, don't have to worry about any of that now. And I know that I wanted to support like a small business, but when it's like a six to eight dollars per person difference for an event that's gonna have two hundred plus people, that really really adds up quickly. And so. I'm I'm taking the bargain, and it's still pretty good food. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting barbecue catered at my wedding this September for about 15 bucks a person. That's insane. That That's crazy. Like, I – that's – and that sounds – sounds good, too. It sounds really delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I know for like a barbecue aficionado such as yourself, it, I don't know what you'll think of the quality of the food because um, 
you know, every now and then it can be a little hit and miss sometimes. Um, but that's true for a lot of places. Like, not everybody's on their A game 100% of the time. So, yeah. um, yeah. I'm I'm excited, and uh, I'm I'm actually going to take the fiance there for for dinner in the not too distant future, so we can kind of like quote unquote sample the food and uh, kind of have a better idea of what we're getting ourselves into. Fantastic. Yep. So that's the uh, that's the story of my search for barbecue over the last couple of weeks. And if you want to search for barbecue watch related stuff or just IPC related apparel. You can do that on our T Public page. It's super chilly outside, and this is keeping me super warm, which is awesome. So head over to tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast in order to get your IPC swag. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash IPC podcast. You can follow along to our episodes on Phantom Empire's YouTube page. We are usually live over there every other week. Um, and then we're also on your podcatchers like, uh, Apple and Google and Castbox and places like that. So please subscribe, leave a five-star review if you can. And, uh, our main hosting site, if you just want to find like an archive of as many episodes as possible is over at ipcpodcast.podbean.com. Hit us up on our socials. You see our primary socials right here underneath us, but we also have our, uh, our socials for the podcast itself. Just hit up IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, and you can uh, follow us personally at Ben Hart with No E and at Zach of the Voice. Zach of the Voice is going to be doing some baseball stuff for the next couple of months. So Ben's going to be holding down the fort, much like he did last spring and a little bit during the fall. Uh, when football season was happening, still chasing that full-time job. And that means sometimes kind of stepping away from the side hustles for a little bit. But I know Ben's got some great ideas for this spring. And I know that uh, it's it's going to be in excellent hands. So hope you guys continue to tune in, even if I'm not here. And uh, be on the lookout on Phantom Empire for House of the Empire. That'll be a Game of Thrones podcast that's hopefully coming out sometime this spring. Um, we're pre-recording episodes as we speak, and uh, we'll have some new content out for you in the not-too-distant future. Indeed. That sounds amazing. Yeah, subscribe, like, do all those YouTube things to help us, and uh, keep an eye on Phantom Empire. There's all kinds of stuff happening all the time over here, even when we're not here. So uh, you can't go wrong. Well, Ben, unless you've got anything else, I think we can call it a night. Yeah, I think this was fantastic. Thanks to everyone who submitted lists um, and humored my really weird idea of a topic um, and were able to participate. Um, This was really a delight. Um, I had a lot of fun with this, and uh, I hope you guys did too. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Well, I'll be popping in whenever I can, whenever I'm able. Um, But... Uh, looking forward to seeing what kind of stuff gets uh, continually pumped out in the meantime. Uh, ben, thanks so much for uh, being a part of this adventure that we've been on since 2014. This is our 342nd episode. And uh, I'm hoping I'll be back in time for 350. I should be back in plenty of time for 350. So we're going to celebrate that. We're going to celebrate eight years. A uh, lot of things to celebrate here in 2022. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to all of that. But I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast. As I mentioned, episode 342 is now officially in the books. For Ben Hart, I'm Zach Arnold. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you'll tune in next time. But until then, good night, everyone.